Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3. I am your still fine-tuning the newsread host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at GerardAtLarge, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. You know, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Superintendent Metzler... Uh, goes back and creates a district communications position. You know, like he did when the chairman of the budget committee's wife was hired at 1500 bucks a month during an election season, uh, at which time the uh, Timberlane Regional School District's uh, um, social media presence was incredibly hostile to certain members seeking re-election. Donna Green. Do you think Metzler would give me a job? You think if, if the SAU 55 created a public relations position that he would find me qualified and, and, and pay me a, a, a salary commensurate with my skills and abilities? Oh, no doubt about it, Rich. You, you, He'd be his first pick. <laughs> you know, the truth of the matter is, if you think about it, I just might be. <laughs> what better way to get me off the air uh, exposing what he does... <laughs> <laughs> than to pay me uh, to work for him. I don't know. I'll have to float the idea. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is Metzler is actually, when you talk to him, he's a perfectly likable guy. I'll bet you he is a hoot and a holler to have a beer or two with. You know? I hope he's paying. I'll bet you he's got some great stories. He, he really is. I mean, he's always been a perfectly uh, reasonable, uh, uh, perfectly polite in my conversations with him, whether they were in person, on the phone, or in email. It's too bad that what he does is just so bad. And listen, I don't blame him for getting paid more money than any other superintendent in the state of New Hampshire. I mean, and when you consider the size of the school district that he oversees, I mean, Chucky, the superhero in Hooksit, who, uh, you know, <laughs> whose school district is even bigger, he, he, he's pulling down 119. He's pulling down almost $50,000 a year less than Metzler, you know, who's got a two-district SAU. Chucky's got a three-district SAU. Oh, my head. When you take a look at that, it's it's amazing. He's making more than than uh, you know Chip McGee in Bedford, more than the people in Merritt. He's making more than anybody in the Manchester area, all of whom have got bigger school districts, except maybe Litchfield. Litchfield doesn't have a bigger school district, but uh, that's just that's just kooky stuff. Anyway, tomorrow. I will be taking the uh, police exam, the entry exam offered by the Manchester Police Department. You know, I actually had to go dig out my birth certificate and find my high school diploma. No no joke. My high school diploma had been stored in the eaves of my parents' house, which once upon a time was invaded by squirrels. And um, among the things that were eaten by the squirrels <laughs> were parts of the outside cover of my diploma from Manchester High School West. Fortunately, they did not break through the, uh, the uh, outer covering and uh, destroy the document, which I was able to photocopy and uh, give to the Manchester, uh, to the city of Manchester, 
as uh, proof that I am a high school graduate. Of course, you know, they could have just, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, so yes, I turned in a copy of my uh, driver's license, a copy of my birth certificate, a copy of my high school diploma, along with my $25, which was paid for by Captain Ryan Grant, who uh, was the one who suggested that uh, uh, going through the process of applying to be a police officer might uh, temper my my thoughts on whether or not uh, extra details were well, I'll say an abused perk because uh, I, I do. I honestly, listen, I love the boys in blue. I really do. But sometimes I don't think they do themselves any PR uh, uh, help or, frankly, um, any help in doing their job by spending so many hours on dead end streets watching, you know, watching potholes, making sure that uh, they don't move while road crews are working on a telephone pole or something. Um <laughs> But, uh, and so tomorrow I will sit for the written test. I will take the physical exam. And if I am successful in passing both of those things, I will move on and take the, uh, go to the oral boards, I guess. I don't know what they're called, but there'll be interviews. And I thought I read or heard somewhere that there's a lie detector test involved. I've never been hooked up to one of those things. So that, that might be kind of an experience, but I'll let you know how it turns out and I'll let you know how far I go with it. I might as well go through as far as I can, right? Can you imagine if they offered me a job because I passed all the tests? Wouldn't that be something? You know? And aside from the fact that I used to watch TJ Hooker when I was a kid, I have no desire to be as old as William Shatner was when he was running around in a police car making pretend he was a police officer, right? You know, I'm not Adrian Zmed, who was the co-star, and I'm certainly not Heather Locklear, although if she was on the force, that might be incentive to um, you know, become a police officer. I know. I'm going to take it for saying that, but the Manchester Police Department has many fine uh, female officers, lady officers, and of course, you know, we now have a lady police chief in the Manchester area. That would be uh, Chief Janet Bouchard in Hooksit, who we had the pleasure of uh, interviewing uh, not too long ago. And, you know, it was really interesting to me because um, I asked her questions about, oh, we have Al? Okay, I thought that was a call. Um, uh, you know, someone calling in about something. Um, but, you know, it was interesting to me in that interview, and I'll have Josh link to it from this newsread, because I asked her questions about being a woman in law enforcement. And you know what? Basically, her answers on everything were, yeah, it didn't matter that she was a woman. It mattered first that she was a cop, you know, and that the male cops were cops before they were men kind of thing. And uh, they kind of let her do her job. So, and that's what I would expect. You know, you evaluate people based on their ability to do the job. Um, and not on, on whether or not they're male or female. Although I will note the physical standards for women and what they have to do to pass the test are less. And uh, to the degree that I have a problem with that, it's because, you know, somebody attacks you because you're a police officer, you, uh, you, you should be, you know what I mean? Do you want someone of, of lesser physical abilities on the job? Does that not make them a target, a potential target uh, for, the, um, uh, for someone who would, who would want to attack a police officer? I don't know, but uh, by all accounts, women in law enforcement are doing a spectacular job, so what do I know? 
Anyway, joining us now is very our very own meteorologist, Al Caprilli, and let's find out if Hurricane Juan is going to target and hit New England this weekend. Don't know Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Gerard at Large radio program. Good morning! The prognosticator of precipitation. Forecast for today. The captain of cumulus clouds. Here's the cold front here. Icing on through. The high priest of high pressure. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Master of meteorology. All right. Oh. Al Caprillion. Keeps raining all the time. Love that intro. And uh, Jeff, Jeff Furlott did much good work for us, but I, I think he outdid himself on that one. Al Caprillion brought to us this morning by SRT Construction. Look, folks, after disaster strikes, you got to rebuild. And SRT is masterful, I will say that, at doing it. I know Mitch LaRochelle. He is a stand-up guy. And, um, you know, you want it done right. And the thing that makes them unique is that they not only um, – do the restoration work after fire or mold or water damage or whatever smoke they actually work with you to file the claim so that your insurance company does what it's supposed to do they'll help you get it done the right way learn more at srt llc construction.com that's srt llc construction.com good morning al Morning, we're sure that heated discussion. Taking a test tomorrow. I thought I heard something. Yeah, I'm taking the the Manchester the Manchester Police Department's poli- uh, entry police officer exam tomorrow. Oh, good. Then after the test, you can come shopping and see me tomorrow. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> come shopping way off your scene after the test. You can walk right. around the mall. On our way to Macy's at the mall. There you go. <laughs> Sure, why not? So, I don't know, Al. I'm a little worried. Is, 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 uh, are the remnants of Hurricane okay, Irma going to drop us? Is Hurricane okay. Juan going to come punch us in the okay. face? What's going on? I know we've all seen pictures from Texas and uh, the Florida Keys. Jose is not going to be a Harvey or Irma with the ocean temperatures are much cooler up here. Pansy, all I can say to all your listeners is it may come close enough to give us some rain next week. It's some strong, gusty winds, Cape Cod, southeastern Mass, and Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket. Right now, the latest European model overnight brings uh, Jose just south of Martha's Vineyard. He makes a loop to the west and goes across Cape May. The GFS, which is the American model, takes it offshore. So the models are still diverging. It's going to take a while for us to see, but uh, this is not going to be a hobby or Irma because the ocean waters off of eastern New Jersey are in the 60s. So you know, the hurricanes really thrive. When the ocean temperatures are over 80, which Harvey did in the Gulf, Irma did between Africa and the Leeward Islands, where the ocean temperature rich. Just picture this all you. If you swam in the ocean where it was 85 to 89, if you were a hurricane, that's like lighter fluid to a briquette. Uh, when you're using briquettes, the old fashioned way of grilling, the lighter, that's like lighter fluid to, to the grill, to the briquettes. So uh, uh. Uh, that's uh, how intense these two storms got because they're all the ocean temperatures over 80, and that's. Really, like the lighter fluid for a hurricane is the warm ocean waters, which Jose is speaking over as he moves over the colder waters to south of Mount Virginia, east of New Jersey. So, so in other words, uh, the the, the, the Gulf Stream that we hear about, you know, the water, the warm water that comes out of the Gulf of Mexico and comes up the East Coast, that doesn't really warm up the water enough. To uh, to feed a hurricane is what you're saying. And by the way, I got it wrong. It's Hurricane Jose, not Hurricane Juan. Jose, yeah. Well, he's 
you may get some energy from the Gulf Stream, but it's not like the Caribbean or between Africa and the Leeward Islands. Remember, the, the, the ocean temperatures right. west of Africa all the way to the Leeward and Baha- Islands and Bahamas was 85 to 89. The ocean temperatures east of New Jersey are 85 to 89. So that's a tip-off that right now it's not going to be a Harvey or Irma. You know, people, we get scared when we see all the pictures in the news, but you know, there could be some uh, trees down, possibly Cape Cod and the islands, maybe the southeast Mass Coast if they get wind. 50, but uh, up here I think it would just be rain, unless something drastically changes, but I don't see like a, a Harvey or Irma. So, All right. so you don't, you don't see, you don't, you, you, basically this hurricane is a non-entity. If we get anything, we're going to get a good soaking. Do we need the water? Well, we could use the water, and yes, let's find out the Gulf on the southeast of the coastal uh, Parts of Rockingham County, yes, and, and over to the Seagulls, it has been dry a little bit lately, so uh, we could use some... Al, 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 you need to get to a better cell area, buddy. You're breaking up. Okay, we could get some... Uh, it is dry conditions now in southeastern New Hampshire. All right, so we could use the rain. How far behind? Are we Are we in a drought again? We're not in a drought right now, no. All it's right. Just dry condition. you know, it's just dry conditions, right? That's not, not considered... So if we yeah. Get now, last time we talked, uh, last time we talked, we were we were a couple inches below normal rainfall in August. I'm assuming that pattern's continued. Yes, because we didn't get much rain this past week. Next week, we'll, we'll if we get some rain from Jose, I'll have rainfall totals for you next week. But uh, you know, there's still a chance to cook up close enough to give us some rain here. It'll be uh, mostly Tuesday and Wednesday. So stay tuned. You you have to listen to your web, my weather broadcast. Monday morning. All right, and there'll be updates throughout the weekend on Twitter, where you can follow Al at Al Caprillion. That's right. And uh, you can always... Good luck on your test tomorrow. I know you're going to ace it, Rich, right? The police... What time is it in the morning? Yeah, actually, you know what? I got to look at that. I'm not exactly sure what time it is. I think it starts at 9, but I got to go up to the State Police Academy in Concord to uh, to take the test. It's the written and the physical test tomorrow, Al, so I need good weather. Well... I'm sure you're going to be with flying colors. You're going to do good. There you go. All right, Al Caprillion. Rich, good luck on your test. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. All right, thank you. Find Al on Twitter at Al Caprillion or go to the GerardAtLarge.com website and go under the News tab where you can follow Al's weather tweets as well. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports when we come back. Julie Hurry will be on the air with us. The Run for the Fallen is on its way. We'll find out what that's about and uh, how you can get involved if you are so inclined. All right, Josh, take us away. Traffic, weather, and sports this morning brought to us by Paul Martineau. He's running for alderman in Manchester Ward 2. And during his 15 years as Manchester's elected welfare commissioner, he's actually reduced actual spending in his department by more than half a million dollars he eliminated a couple positions which he says saved hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary and benefits over the years and his staff under his leadership has returned more than two and a half million dollars in unspent taxpayer dollars to the city treasury he says as alderman in ward two he will continue to work for efficiencies in government as well as work on the opioid crisis neighborhood safety education property taxes infrastructure and economic development you can uh, talk about the campaign and his record and his pledges uh, paul martineau's campaign record and pledges uh, by calling Paul at 493-1652, that's 493-1652, or by email at pmartino65 at yahoo.com, that's pmartino65 at yahoo.com.